How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports with Coleman presents the business of sports. Cash rules, everything around. Show me the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. The X's and O's of professional front offices. 105.7 The Fan. Money. All right, welcome back. Hour number two begins as we chat the business of sports. We do it every week around this time with sports business and management professor from the Georgetown University. He is Marty Conway. Marty is always grateful for your time here on my program. And let's begin with the news that just came out regarding the CIAA. It's making a return to downtown Baltimore, which is great news for the city uh, as they got a big event coming back despite some of the... uh, setbacks the city is going through. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, it seems like really good news. The CIAA uh, is a, you know, historically black institution. There's 12 universities, and they actually bring both their men's and women's tournament to the same place over a, over a five-day run. And so this year it was held in February, and because of its success, they've announced today that they're going to extend that through 2025. So in terms of total numbers, really positive. Look like about a little under 40,000 people, you know, unique attendees. Some people go to more than one game. Um, but in terms of dollars, according to what Baltimore officials released, it's got about a $20 million impact. But most importantly, in terms of state and local taxes, it's around $1.9 million. So that's from tickets and other things. And so the second key thing is hotel occupancy. As you can imagine, you know, mid-February is nowhere near peak for hotel occupancy in, in Baltimore. So... During that period, they, uh, hotels ran at about a 65% occupancy rate with an average daily rate of about $167. So that's the best it's been in 15 years at that time of the year. So all in all, Royal Farms is going through some renovations. We talked about that in the past, and it looks like the CIAA tournament is a really good fit for Baltimore and a really good fit for Royal Farms Arena. I think they uh, have removed their name from that arena. That's what I'm hearing. So it may not be the Rofo Arena any longer. I don't know. That's something we can talk about in the future, but that's what I am hearing. Uh, But I want to stay with basketball, and we'll take it up a level as the NBA Finals are about to tip off in an hour or so. TNT's coverage, unfortunately, is done, but not before some big ratings in the Western Conference Finals, Marty. Yeah, so the biggest rating in the Western Conference Finals in four years since 2018, so just a little under 7 million viewers, so that's really good for, you know, they had Dallas and Golden State. So, But this is a dream matchup, this Warriors-Celtics. This is a dream pairing for the ABC because you've got really two of the teams. If you think about there's been 76 NBA Finals before now, and one of these two teams, either the Warriors and their even in their previous, um, you know, Philadelphia, 
they, either of these two teams have appeared in 43%, so just under 50% of all the finals have had one of these two teams. So you're looking at the Celtics, who have 17 titles tied with the Lakers. They sh- if they should win, they, they take over the top spot. But even Golden State, again, in its iteration where the franchise has been, they're, they're tied with six titles. They're tied with Chicago for third most. So this is really strong opportunity. Now, it's not going to get the numbers. I went back and looked at this in pre-pandemic. In 25, 2015, 2016, and 2017, three times when the Warriors played the Cavs back-to-back-to-back, that drew almost 20, just over 20 million viewers wow. for those three. They won't come close to that, but it'll be a really strong uh, overall ratings and I think a lot of interest um, on both ABC and obviously it'll be simulcast on ESPN as well. Well, ABC has to be loving this matchup because you have two big market teams and really San Francisco versus Boston as opposed to Miami against San Francisco. That's right, and marquee players. Obviously, Steph Curry, obviously Jason Tatum is a budding star. So in addition to them being big markets, they've got names that they can get behind and that not even just average basketball fans may choose to tune in for a game or two. So I suspect good numbers. They're nowhere going to come near the Cavs and Warriors, but I suspect it will be over $10 million and then we'll see what happens from there. Now, as far as sponsorship deals, are we going to see a lot of crypto advertising? Not only are we going to see it, look, the NBA announced uh, just the last couple of days their sort of overall sponsorship revenues. Crypto, the crypto companies, so the Coinbase, FTX, Crypto.com, a year ago, Jerry, they were number 43 in terms of spending in the NBA. Over the last year, they're now second largest category, only behind technology companies. And so we have seen an incredible rise. Now, will they be able to sustain it? Right now, the market is not good for crypto, and no, it, it could isn't. be a very difficult time. But they've put their money on naming rights in Miami, naming rights in L.A. Um, and so all in all, this brings the NBA up to third largest sponsorship dollars, obviously behind the NFL, Major League Baseball second, and now at $1.6 billion, the NBA chalks in at third terms of overall sponsorship revenue. Interesting timing considering the way crypto is heading right now, and I just looked at my account and it's still down. Uh, LeBron James is up, allegedly the first active player to become a billionaire, Marty. How about this estimate from Forbes that, uh, that he has reached the billionaire stature? Well, LeBron James missed the playoffs this year, but he, he still managed to overcome all that. And, yeah, Forbes has done an interesting background here where they've said, essentially, LeBron has earned about $385 million in salary from his Cavaliers, Heat, and Lakers playing days. But when you match up his endorsements, his investments, his ventures, he's now basically in that three-comma club. He's a billionaire because he's actually earned now much more money off the court than he has on the court between movies and other investments. And so he's the first active player. Other players have reached a billion, but not while they were active. And so LeBron's the first one at age 37, and let's see how much longer he plays. And there's news today about the founder of Nike, Phil Knight, and uh, part owner of the Dodgers, Alan Smolinski. They have delivered a written offer for one NBA franchise, the same uh, state where Phil Knight has made a lot of money. Yeah, so uh, again, we don't talk about this often, but Paul Allen passed away in 2018, and his family, his trust, have taken over running the Trailblazers and the Seattle Seahawks. And now it looks like there's somebody who's going to buy the Trailblazers. And this, you talked about it, Phil Knight, who at 84 years old, he's still a billionaire. His estimated worth is north of $50 billion. 
and they expect this team to sell if it finally does get sold for a little over $2 billion. And so I always look at this in terms of what does that mean for everybody else? Well, right now that would make Portland the 13th most valuable franchise in the NBA. And obviously we know market size, they're much, much smaller than that. So um, recently we had the Timberwolves sell for $1.6 billion. So the price of admission to get an NBA team continues to go up, and I'm sure the NBA would love to have somebody with Phil Knight's pedigree involved in ownership of the Portland Trailblazers. Would there be a conflict of interest at all or no? Because, you know, he doesn't have anything to do except supplying shoes to some of the players in apparel. Yeah. Now that he's stepped completely away, he's no longer chairman. He's no longer technically involved. He's just the largest shareholder of Nike. So wouldn't be a direct conflict of interest. But again, I think in terms of star power, the NBA would love to have Phil Knight, while he's still alive, involved sitting, you know, courtside like a Mark Cuban, and uh, cameras go there. It suddenly would make an interesting story in Portland. Big swoosh seat he'll be sitting in. We're talking the business of sports with Georgetown Sports Business and Management Professor Marty Conway. Let's turn our attention to the NFL. Everyone waiting to see how much the Broncos sell for. Do we have an update on that situation, Marty? Well, it looks like the second-round bids are due next Monday, June 6th, and so most people that we talk to say it's narrowed down to probably four names, of which probably only two of those four that really have an opportunity. Rob Walton, obviously from the uh, um, from the Sam Walton family, he's worth a reported $70 billion. And then Josh Harris, who's a part owner of the 76ers and the Devils and all that, he's another name. Uh, at the end of the day, we expect Rob Walton to actually win this bid process. But because it's going to be an auction with these three or four bidders, this could push the, the final purchase price over $5 billion. Pretty confident it's going to be above four. Uh, question is, in the auction process, does it go above five? Obviously, that will value every other NFL team from the Cowboys on down. They'll be valued off of that transaction. So NFL owners are hoping for a big hit here, whether it's Rob Walton, Josh Harris, or somebody else, to come in and take a big piece and probably – have that deal consummated by the fall before the end of the football season. Man, Marty, that Walmart money goes a long way. It really does. It has no end in sight. Uh, The players in the NFL and their licensing deals, I see that Tom Brady leads away with almost $10 million in royalties. Uh, The quarterback position we know is the most popular position, I think, in the NFL. It's never, never been more popular. It's also the most important position in all of sports. Yeah, so as a union, um, the Players Associate, NFL Players Association has to file documents with the Department of Labor in which a lot of these things get revealed. And so, yes, they have made their annual announcement. And Tom Brady, now this is uh, not just his own, you know, his own off, you know, endorsements. This is video games, trading cards, you know, jersey sales, things like that. His cut of everything that was sold approached almost $10 million. And by far and away, he was the number one. Patrick Mahomes, another quarterback, at number two, just over $3 million. And so there were only two players that actually cracked that $4 million number. And if you work your way down, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, they're all there, including somewhere in the top six or seven is Lamar Jackson, who came in at about $1.4 million. And so along with Mac Jones and Justin Fields and Trey Lance, who hasn't even really played much in the NFL, uh, it's an opportunity for them to cash in on trading cards and jersey sales and things like that, but by far and away, Tom Brady is the GOAT, not only in terms of Super Bowl rings, but also in terms of off-field earnings 
through the NFL uh, NFLPA. Well, Tom Brady was quite chatty last night on TNT during the match. I want to talk to you about that. And the Saudi back tour is making money for some. Others are losing bucks. We'll continue talking the business of sports with Georgetown Sports Business and Management Professor Marty Conway in about four minutes. Sports with Coleman. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 1057 The Fan brings you sports with Coleman. What's up, everybody? This is Carmelo. You are listening to my man and B-more, Jerry Coleman. 1057 The Fan. Welcome back in sports with Coleman. Keeping an eye on the Orioles who are leading the Mariners 3-2 in the bottom of the fourth inning at Camden Yards where they had just over 8,000 last night. Uh, the Saudi back live tour. Let's hear what Rory McIlroy had to say about that yesterday, and then I want to get your reaction to what's going on with this new tour that is about to come to fruition. A couple of surprises in there, I think. I certainly don't think they should drop the hammer. Look, they're well within their rights to enforce the rules and regulations that have that have been set, but you know, it's going to end up being an argument about what those rules and regulations are. Like, I have some very close friends that are that are playing in this event in London, and I certainly wouldn't want to stand in their way for them to do what they feel is right for themselves. It's not something that I would do personally, but you know, I, I certainly understand why some of the guys have went, and and it's something that we're all. Going to just keep an eye on and see what happens over these next few weeks. And again, we're talking the business of sports with Georgetown Sports Business and Management Professor Marty Conway. And we just heard from Rory McElroy there, Marty, talking about this live Saudi Arabian finance tour. Uh, well, Dustin Johnson, he's headed to it. And while he's going to earn a lot of dough, he's also going to lose a lot in terms of popularity and endorsements, it seems. Yeah, it sounds to me like Rory's maybe got a foot over the line, maybe thinking about it, let's see what happens sort of thing, and equivocating a little bit. A few weeks ago, he was really adamant, and that seems a little softer. But, yeah, the day of reckoning for the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Invitational Series really has arrived, right? This week, th- th- Just this week, 13 tour members, including Dustin Johnson, who we'll talk about in a minute, have declared their intent that they're going to play uh, next weekend in London in the first of these Invitationals. Um, and so, yeah, Dustin Johnson is the top name in terms of uh, of profile. Can Justin Don? I'm sorry, Dustin Johnson is actually third all time on PGA career earnings. Tiger Woods is first, Phil Mickelson, and then Dustin Johnson. So to get him, apparently they had to reportedly guarantee him approximately 125 million to stick with this. And yes, as a result of him making the decision, he was endorsed uh, 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 along with Graham McDowell by RBC, uh, Royal Bank of Canada, RBC, which is actually hosting the tournament in two weeks that Liv will be running up against. So Dustin Johnson lost his endorsement, uh, but obviously he's picking up something much more valuable at, at, with Liv uh, in the Saudi back tour. So a number of other names, Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, some pretty big names. And it sort of makes sense because in looking at the research on this, golfers basically said, look, it's going to be 48 
players, no cuts. You play three days. The the 48th, so in other words, you come in last, 48, you'll generate $125,000. Jeez. I looked at the PGA Tour. <laughs> You've got to finish about 15th during the week to make $125,000. Yes. So play it like that. you got to make the cut. you got to get to the top 15. Or you can go to London, finish last, and make 125000 So I think that's where this is going to play out. And Rory's right. This is probably going to end up in court uh, in terms of how harsh the PGA Tour comes down on you know the Kevin Nas and some of the other people who Taylor Gooch, who we don't talk about, but have won on the PGA Tour and are making this decision actually fairly early in their career. And we'll talk the legal aspect with Dan Luss, sports attorney out of New York, coming up in about 15 minutes. But Phil Mickelson already has lost sponsor money, Marty, and that was just talking about the possibility of playing on the Live Tour. He hasn't actually done it, so. We'll see how this goes down. And staying with golf, I wanted to discuss the match, which I watched part of live last night, the rest this morning. I found it very entertaining. Very. The wind course, spectacular, as was the background. But it was a commercial bonanza. Even the real Jake from State Farm was on hand as you had two of their premier guys and Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. Sort of a product placement, if you will. Jake from State Farm wearing red. Um, but, yeah, so this is going to be interesting, Jerry. This is the first time in the six years that they've had this where there are, are no professional golfers included. In the past, we had Tiger and Phil and, and Bryson DeChambeau and others. This is the first time we just had four quarterbacks, right? So Capital One is the main sponsor, and as you said, this was commercialized out to the max. You saw golf carts with FTX and a whole bunch of other sponsors involved. And we're going to see whether having four basically amateurs, you know, high-profile NFL quarterbacks can deliver, you know, $5 million, $4 million, $3 million to see what happens. I looked at the numbers in the past. When Tiger and Phil played, it was around 6 million viewers. So I suspect it'll be well less than that. Oh, I have the number. Oh, you do? It's just over a million. Yeah, I tweeted okay. out at Sports TV Watch. I tweeted to them, and it was just over a million people who watched it. But it was on a Wednesday night, Marty. Yep. Kind of curious timing so they were going up against the nhl and the rangers playing at home you had big time soccer as you're well aware of and of course major league baseball yeah so as we talked about with the usfl and now the xfl next year basically these events now are all about just filling three hours or five hours or a weekend whatever it is in the tv schedule and now tnt is big they no longer have hockey right they, they showed their last hockey game the other night so uh, actually, I'm sorry, they have the Western Conference Finals, but to fill programming hours. So it almost doesn't matter how many people show up at the course or how many people tune in. They have sponsors and all this. These things are really prepackaged now for television and sponsorship. So if it did a million, hey, that's great. That's a little bit better than a USFL game has done over the last uh, four weeks or so. Absolutely. And this was what, the sixth edition, Marty? I anticipate there's going to be a seventh. I know Patrick Mahomes suggested they run it back, but... Uh, now we've gotten to four NFL quarterbacks that seem to be asking, you know, uh, or some people are asking why these guys aren't at OTAs because, well, it's voluntary and they volunteered to play golf instead. Yeah, and so the question is, can they fill? Like Brady, as long as Brady and Rodgers maybe are around and maybe Mahomes steps in, is there another person? Is there a Matt Ryan? Is there somebody else who's actually good at golf, good enough that you want to watch? Because we saw with Josh Allen, he's not a particularly good golfer, uh, but they were trying to get this sort of young guns versus the old guys in terms of matchups. So I suspect 
as long as Capital One is willing to sponsor it and TNT is willing to produce it, it probably sticks around on the calendar, even if it doesn't really draw much more than a million people. Marty, one last thing I wanted to touch on, which really applies to anyone watching television sports, and that's Nesson, the New England Sports Network, which airs Red Sox and Bruins games. They're raising their rates as they launch this new venture. Yeah, so what they're doing is they're actually cutting the cord, right? So in Baltimore or Washington, if you want to watch Masson, you can watch it in your house on TV, or if you subscribe to Masson, you can get it on the go on certain, with certain organizations on your app. But you can't, you can't just cut the cord and watch. And that's what Nesson has taken the next step. Now, Nesson is 80% owned by the Red Sox and Bruins corporately. So they're going to take both Red Sox games and Bruins games, package them together on this app, and they're going to charge $30 a month. So that comes out to, I think if you buy the whole year, it's 330 You get a little discount. But essentially they're setting the bogey and saying, if you're just interested in sports and you want to cut your cable bill, cut it down completely for $30 a month, you'll be able to watch on the app on your TV or on your phone all the Red Sox and Bruin games you want. Now let's see what happens. This is one of the first. Bally Sports is soon to come out with their own direct-to-consumer over-the-air app for watching. And so this is the next level, cutting the cord and now saying, can I get my games if I don't have cable, et cetera. So one to watch. I don't think this is the right price point. I don't think $30 a month is going to entice people to drop their cable just to watch two teams. But we'll see what happens down the road, and eventually this is where we're going to land with cut the cord. If you just want to get your games on the go, you'll be able to get them on your app or uh, you know, for your smart TV. It certainly bears watching. Marty Conway, sports business and management professor from the Georgetown University. Always a pleasure to have you on. You have a wonderful weekend. All right, Jerry, thank you. All right, there he goes, Marty Conway. On Twitter, at Marty Conway, C-O-N-W-A-Y. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. 
a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.